Hello and welcome to Plus Liga Highlights, a unique podcast focusing entirely on Plus Liga, bringing you the very gist of the latest court events wherever you are, straight from an independent fan in Warsaw, Poland. This week we've got Kuprum Lubin stealing some points, Skra defending against Zaksa for a total of 168 minutes, Rasovia being helpless against Jastrzemski and coronavirus destroying GKS Katowice. I am Maugo, Matric 5, here we go. After Kuprum Lubin closed match week 4 on their home court on Monday, on Thursday they hurried to a bus to open match week 5 in Zawiercie. This is classic plus Liga, it simply does not stop. Compared to last week, they were not only down one opposite, one outside, but also one setter, as Sekita had injured his finger in the previous game. He was replaced by a very decent Przemysław Stemping. Despite that, Kuprum managed to get one point after they lost to Zawiercie in the tiebreak. Another shuffling of lineup happened in Zawiercie with Orczyk replacing Conte, who was benched only to come back in the course of this five-setter to save Zawiercie and get an MVP award. Kuprum Lubin was working hard in block, mostly thanks to Paweł Pietraszko, this perhaps lesser-known player is coming back this year after a missed season due to a serious injury and it seems that he's picking up on form as he scored seven points in block alone. Uroš Kovacevic was sent off court after a series of bad attacks and blocks and throughout this game his spikes were blocked a total of seven times. Let me know if you've ever heard of a game in which Uroš Kovacevic would be blocked seven times or more. Such things only happen in Plus Liga. Zawiercie prevails in the tiebreak after they got themselves a few points advantage early on. But Kuprum Lubin are coming back home with one point, a point that Zawiercie might feel is missing when fighting for a higher place in the standings. After their historic first win in Plus Liga, the team of Luk Lublin went to the capital to face Projekt Warszawa. Despite a rocky start with Warsaw pulling ahead at 4-0 and 7-2, Lublin managed to surprise the team of Warsaw with a win in the first set. Later on, however, despite trying to keep a pace with their opponent, their force simply started to gradually wane and Warsaw secured a 3-1 win with Dusan Petkovic scoring 22 points and getting home with an MVP award. The Serb seems to be spreading some wings in Warsaw, his second chance in the league after his two years in Skra. Lublin still cannot fully rely on Wojciech Wodarczyk as he got cramps in the third set and had to be replaced by Jakub Peszko and the club still also waits for the comeback of Grzegorz Pająk who was battling coronavirus. And as for Warsaw, they can now prepare for the two upcoming big battles against Zaksa Kędzierzyn-Koźle and Tresowia Rzeszów as this season picks up the pace. We are now moving to a game opposing perennial rivals. Zaksa coming to Bohatów for a game with Skra. This year's classic wasn't as shiny as per usual, though, given that both teams still haven't figured out their game. Zaksa is making far too many mistakes and Skra has lost some points in this season already, which is perhaps why it was a game of service like we don't witness very often. In total, the teams scored 21 points in service 
and in tight sets, the result was often decided by service points. Alexander Schliefka didn't score two set balls in the initial part of the game, which had Skra prevail 26-24 and 29-27, giving it a clean 2-0 after two sets. In service, the players of Skra were not really trying to avoid Eric Shoji, Zaxas Libro, who's having a challenging start of the league, and other teams are very much aware of that, and take that into consideration in their service strategy. But after two lost sets, Zaxa got to work and made a 3-2 comeback. It was the longest game of the season so far, totaling 168 minutes. If you want to know why Zaxa prevailed in the three last sets, let's look at some interesting numbers here. As you know, Skra has very skilled and seasoned middle blockers, Karol Kors and Mateusz Bieniek, both many years in the national team, both world champions as well. But in this particular game, Zaxa registered 19 blocks against very humble five blocks for Skra. Also, Łukasz Kaczmarek is on godlike form. He totaled 27 points with 63% kills and is the uncontested MVP of the game. And then Aleksandr Schliwka brought some important kills in the tiebreak to make up for his ineffectiveness in previous parts of the game, which led to Zaxa still being officially undefeated in the league as they only lost to Jastrzemski in the Super Cup. Meanwhile, the fans of Skra should really worship Mateusz Bieniek's six aces today, who in my view, with his killer hybrid service, is the team's best player in the beginning of this season. Moving up north to Ergo Arena, home court of Trefl Gdańsk, who saw Nissa this time. This is the last team without a win, so they were perhaps counting to defeat Trefl Gdańsk, which is ebbing and flowing so far. But these winning claims were quickly suppressed by the team of Gdańsk as they won 3-0 after a rather emotionless game. Nissa seems to be struggling with a winner's mentality. They have really good moments of good volleyball flow, but they seem to lose it when they are too far ahead of their opponents, as if paralyzed by the opportunity, which is rather unusual for a team coached by one of the most successful players of all time, Krzysztof Stelmach. Apparently, things are hitting up for him as Nissa enters a series of six games with teams within its direct reach, where some serious winning will be very much needed for him to keep his position. And Trefl Gdańsk continues to rely on Bartłomiej Lipiński, whose game is quite brilliant. And in this confrontation, he finally got himself a partner in Kevin Sasak, who unsurprisingly, but still rather shockingly, replaced Mariusz Wlazły as a starter and has gone home with 17 points and an MVP award. Big question mark surrounds Mateusz Mika on the outside. A 2014 world champion, ravaged by injuries, is coming back after a lost season, but is not very present on court so far. Is it lack of form or some other health problems? Remains to be seen. If the game in Bohatów was the longest game of the season so far, the Sunday's game opposing Szlepsk Suwałki and Czarni Radom was arguably the worst game of the season. It was an intense, slow-paced game fueled by mistakes. It was an uphill battle for both teams with setters struggling to find consistent leaders as many players had rather inexplicable ups and downs. 
it was as if something was in the air affecting the game of both teams. In total, we have seen as many as 77 errors, a crushing number for the league, really. Eventually, Radom had it together quicker than Suwałki, prevailing 3-1 and taking invaluable three points in what is a short series of two wins in a row. What's even more optimistic for Czarni is Parkinson being back on court and bringing some much-needed smile to the team as he showed up. Suwałki were starting this game with quite some weight on their shoulders following two or three defeats with Olsten and Lubin. In the former, they lost Twaniga, now only back in practice but not on court yet, and something seems to have collapsed within the team. Even Bartłomiej Bołęcz, the best player of the team in the game against Lubin, and basically in the whole season so far, lost his quality in this quirky game. They are now going to Nyssa for what will be a hot seats game of the two worst performing teams in recent weeks. Another big hit and a Plusliga classic with two household names going head-to-head in Podpromie, the historic arena of the striped kids, Resovia. It was only the very first game of Zeshov against a top-tier team, as after Jastrzemski that they played this week, they will face Zaksa, Projekt Warszawa and Skra Bełchatów. So time for serious testing of this team, with title ambition. And the first leg of this one-month-long test didn't really go well as Jastrzemski registered a clear 3-0 win, having it under control, with two eminent middle blockers like Yuri Glader and Łukasz Wiśniewski, both more than a decade in Plusliga, you really have to bring something special to the table strategy-wise. And that completely failed in Resovia as the sets of Fabian Zizga were easily read by Jastrzemski. Let me tell you that set number two finished when Jakub Kochanowski, the middle blocker, was blocked by a triple block after perfect passing by Nikola Scherzeng. If this doesn't say it, I don't know what does. On the opposite side of the net, Jan Kozamernik in the middle hasn't brought his explosive game to the team yet, a game we know very well from the national team of Slovenia. And many wondered why Sam Dero, who had 17% of kills, spent so much time on court as Nikola Scherzeng, who replaced him, had 50% kills with 3 points but was only allowed on court in the end of set 2 and 3. Paweł Zatorski, a crucial element of this team, built around outsides who are not known for their passing, is not flying as he used to either. Meanwhile, Jastrzębie are a well-concerted team and can simply keep calm and carry on practicing before their next games against Zaksa again in the following week as part of Advanced Match Week 13. And lastly, we move to Katowice for what wasn't a game, but rather an execution. Azetes Olsten got a smooth 3-0 win in Katowice, who were decimated by what is probably the worst concurrence of events in the history of the league, as four players either tested positive for coronavirus or were quarantined. Jakub Jarosz was absent due to a finger issue, and Thomas Rousseau was sitting this one out after he had allegedly been beaten up in unknown circumstances. As a result, Katowice had eight players, including Jakub Szymański, who played with an injured shoulder. 
and he was the only starter available in this game, along with the libero Bartosz Mariański. And their only substitution was David Ogurek, second libero. As Szymański kept having issues with his shoulder, he appeared for longer periods on court in all sets, scoring three points in attack and serving one ace. It was a forgettable game for Olsztyn. Head coach Bonita clearly used it to keep up the good winning energy within the team as he did not introduce many changes to the lineup. And indeed, Olsztyn continues a successful quest with a third win in a row. In this week's close-up, we are going to have a look on the table, as after five games of each team, it is starting to give us some insight into the performances of particular teams. On top, we've got Grupa Azote Kędzierzyn Koźle, a team that is so used to being first, it simply cannot give up this spot. 13 points and 5 wins, the only undefeated team in the league. Just below, Jastrzemski, the only team that won against Zaksa, but that was in the Super Cup, so it doesn't count in the table. They are down one win as they lost themselves to Projekt Warszawa, now in third with 12 points. In fourth, we've got Aluron CMC Warta Zawiercie, and I think it is no surprise that both Projekt Warszawa and Warta Zawiercie are so high. Perhaps given the lineup with Conte, Konarski, and Kovacevic, Warta Zawiercie is not delighting with their game, but they essentially are very successful in scoring points where they are supposed to, maybe except their painful defeat in Iwawa against Azetes Olsztyn. And we've got Austin in fifth, very high, very good beginning of the league for this completely rebuilt team, especially that they were nowhere with their game in the very first two games against Rzeszów and in the first two sets against Skra. In sixth, we've got Aseko Resovia Rzeszów, not so high, but also not so low for this team. They can really go lower, and they have in previous seasons. Two defeats this week against Jastrzemski, perhaps not so surprising, but also against GKS Katowice in match week two. So far, quite okay, but actually the fans of Resovia must brace themselves for further downgrade in the table, as now Resovia are going to play big guns only. Zaksa, Projekt Warszawa and Skradu Hatów. Skra is just behind them in seventh right now, but I think they are building a momentum for themselves. I think Slobodan Kovac is doing everything he can to really get the most out of his players, and I think they should only be higher in the next weeks. In eighth, we've got one of the biggest disappointments so far, Trefl Gdańsk, with only two games won and three lost, Katowice, Radom and Zawiercie. And similarly to Rzeszów, they are only going to play the biggest guns right now, so they can go further down in the table. And given the fact they are one of the playoff contestants, this might be a very difficult month for the club and for Michał Winiarski, head coach. Then in ninth, we've got a team that many questioned would be able to rise so high at any point this season. Czarni Radom, with proud six points and two wins, are currently very far from the relegation zone. Just below, in 10th, we've got GKS Katowice, who after a tremendous start of the league with five points in two games, have seen their successful quest stopped quite dramatically by the outbreak of coronavirus within the team. And the implications of the disease in the team may be much more longer lasting than we would all expect. In 11th, Kuprum Lubin, with proud four points, after they won against 
Suwałki and the one point they managed to escape with from Zawiercie. And in 12th, we've got Ślepsk, Malow, Suwałki, another disappointing team, completely broken after they lost Joshua Twaniga, and they currently have only one win, and that against Luk Lublin, just below them, also with one win, this against Katowice, a very fast historic win for Luk Lublin. So I think despite this 13th position, the fans may be pretty pleased with Luke Lublin, hoping there is more points to showcase in the table. And in the relegation zone, currently 14th, we've got Stalnisa, the last team without a win. Although they do have one proud point, they have scored against Skrabo Hatuf. This is perhaps not such a bad result, given they're mostly top-tier opponents so far, and a series of next six games against teams within reach. But certainly the fans of Nissa were hoping to see another team in the last position in the table. And already after five games, we can see that the battle for playoffs is going to be very, very tight this season. Looking at the table right now, after the five games, we can see that there is basically just one spot left. Obviously, the top tier teams like Zaksa, Jastrzemski, Projekt Warszawa are going to have a secure place in playoffs, right now, Zawiercie and Austin are doing everything in their power to also have a secure spot in the top eight. And then we've got Rzeszów and Bohatów. I think Bohatów fans have nothing to worry about regarding just being in the top eight. As for Rzeszów, as we know from previous seasons, this may not be the case, given that only two years ago they ranked 13th in the league overall. You can never be sure with Rzeszów, but so far, so good. So if we look at that this way, you see that the rest of the playoff contenders really are battling for just one spot, currently held by Trev Gleisk. And the situation is looking very difficult in Slepsk Malosuvauki. Last year, they were in the top eight, had a very positive season, were their beloved underdog. And right now, they have already lost some very important points that they may feel are missing when it will come to final calculations for the top eight. So they have a lot to catch up with if they still want to be top eight contenders. Let me know who you think is going to get this one last spot. Or maybe there is going to be some more surprises with bigger teams not getting in the top eight. And some surprising teams like Kuprum Lubin are going to get there. You can find Plusliga highlights on Instagram. We also now have a Twitter account. Or you can simply, in an old-fashioned way, write to me on plusligahighlights at gmail.com. This was Plus Liga Highlights. I am Maugo and stay tuned for Matrix 6 as we are going to have a lot of fine volleyball here in Poland.